0: Welcome back to another edition of Drop the Mits Hockey Podcast, brought to you in partnership with Primetime Production. Today we have an awesome episode, our first goaltender ever on Drop the Mits. Um, the one and only Ben Goudreau from the Erie Otters. Ben, how you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good, man. Can't complain. Uh happy to have you on. And like I said, our first goaltender. So we'll uh we'll see how this goes. And I- I'm super excited about it. But so excited, um man. Man, you you and the boys, uh, you know the Erie Otters. You guys are having an awesome year. Um, you know, so far you twenty one and eleven with an eight eighty nine save percentage, three thirty one goals against. Um, what's been the recipe for your success? Uh, you know, and uh, you know what's been going right for you and the boys.
1: Yeah, I think uh, when we play our game, when we stick to the basics, that we've kind of been hold stick to and all that kind of stuff yeah uh definitely helps us out i think we have to bring it every game too uh we're not a team that can kind of skate by on skill so it's a team that has to work hard um and that's if we can do that and stick to uh, stick to our game plan it usually ends up in our favor yeah man and from
0: what I've been reading, I'm—I mean, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of these analysts and whatever have you, you know, as as one of the competing for OHL MVP, like I think that's insane, especially as a goaltender. Like, how do, how does hearing stuff like that make you feel? Like, you know, what, what do you owe that to? Obviously, you're playing insane. You're standing on your head most nights. Uh, who do you, what do you contribute that to?
1: Oh, I think uh, I think that goes back to the team, um, number one. Um, whether it be staff teammates uh really anybody there um but same time I mean uh the guys that have kind of helped me throughout hockey growing up I mean uh the goalie coaches my strength and conditioning coaches uh family all that kind of stuff I mean it all comes back uh to them right I mean if I didn't have them to support me and kind of help me get to where I am it wouldn't be possible at all yeah you know you mentioned
0: you know family and you know growing up who who got you into playing goalie what what started that whole you know the love for that position like Who got you into playing goalie? Because you got man, you got to be you got to be crazy. And obviously, having played hockey a little bit, like man, you guys are crazy. Like yeah, you know to have pucks winging by your head, man. You you know it's it's a definitely a special position. And uh, you know who got you into starting uh, playing goaltender?
1: Yeah, there's no denying that Uh, you got to be a special breed to do this for sure. Um, But I think at the end of the day, I mean, I got put in hockey as a young age, like most Canadians do um I think I was like three or four when I really started skating around and playing hockey and um to be honest with you I couldn't stand it. I didn't like skating up and down the ice I was like I'm not doing this that's too much work (laughs) going up and down the ice and having to do all that kind of stuff so uh the other option was goalie and I thought this is awesome I just get to sit here all game make a couple saves because at that age at the end of the day you're not getting too many shots and right it's pretty easy um but I learned very quickly that's not how it always is so uh, it was fun when I started and it was like nice and easy and then I got into being pretty hard and I think that challenge was also pretty fun. I mean, um, when you're able to kind of steal steal a game, stay in your head, uh, I think that's something that uh, ends up being pretty awesome and those are the games that you really remember at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, dude, for sure. So like at what point in your career, um, you know, playing goalie, did you kind of realize that you had a chance to like really play at a high level and like, dude, you got drafted in the NHL, you were you know, one of the top goalies taken, like at what point did you know, like you had a chance and, uh, you know, really started to, you know, take things more seriously.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I'm trying to think here. It would have been, it was pretty, I was pretty young when I kind of started taking over games. I thought, um, I mean, at that age, you can kind of do it when you're younger. Uh, if you have a good goal, usually you're pretty set. So, I mean, I started having some real good games and, um, my hometown team, we were a small community, so we weren't anything too special, but I was able to kind of take steal some games for us and um, there was a playoff round it would have been like, I'm trying to think maybe like major peewee when I had a real good playoff round I our team was last place we barely won a game all year and we like won the first series of playoffs which was like very unexpected And I think that was kind of where it was like you know what maybe Maybe I can do something with this. The second series we got absolutely clapped, but yeah, <laughs> we we won that first series and it was uh, it was pretty cool. So I mean, I think around then I started kind of thinking, you know what, maybe I can do this. And my goalie coach at home was kind of telling me the same thing. Like you can probably do this if you just want to work hard and uh, put the time and effort into it. So I mean, it was it started kind of uh, picking up with seriousness around there.
0: Yeah. And, you know, kind of getting off track a little bit, like we've had a lot of college guys on, um, you know, and they kind of talk about the difference between, you know, Canadian junior and, you know, the college game, you know, what are, what are the benefits in your eyes of playing, um, you know, Canadian junior rather than at the, in the NCAA? Cause obviously all we hear is like the perspective of the of the kids that choose the NCAA rather than, Canadian junior what like in your eyes what are the benefits of playing in Canadian junior rather than like the NCAA
1: yeah I mean um I think the big thing is you're getting more games and um it's one of the best junior leagues obviously in the world it's not the best so it's uh it's very highly scouted um there's lots of attention on it um I think some things that have helped too um is like in the NCAA you don't see too much media coverage on stuff like especially personally. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm not looking for it, so I'm not really seeing it. Um, but I find that the OHL, I mean, whether it's very good or bad, it's making the yeah. headlines. So um, I think it teaches you kind of how to deal with that too. Um, I mean, there I had a bad start to last year, and um, I mean, I had to deal with some pretty bad stuff online. And, I mean, I think having that stuff happen to me and other stuff as well throughout. Uh, the kind of the start of my OHL career uh, helped me in a couple different ways with different things. So, I mean, it's, I think it's a, it's one of those leagues that it, uh, you have to mature fast in and it, uh, it allows you to kind of play that pro schedule, which is also nice. I know guys can make that transition to the pros a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, I think in college you're playing like 30 something games and in the OHL we're playing almost 70, right? So it's yeah. uh, a little bit different and we're playing a lot and uh, it's, it's a pro schedule. It's busy, it's tough, but it's what uh, it's gets you ready for the next level and kind of lets you know if you're ready to do it or not. Yeah,
0: you know, it, good point that you bring up, you know, the bullshit that you see. Because like, again, not all athletes are immune. Like they see the, you know, the BS that goes on online, especially as a goaltender being kind of like the focus is on you. How do you kind of filter out, um, you know, the good and the bad, mostly the bad, right? I mean, you, you know, when things yeah. are good, they're good. But you know, you mentioned you went through a little bit of adversity. Um, you know, how do you kind of filter that out and and you know, stay focused and and play your game?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're gonna get stuff. I mean, um World Juniors, my first game there didn't go my way. Um, and the DMs I got, I mean, they're not even like eligible to read on <laughs> online. Um, whether it was like death threats or like you should quit hockey, like all this kind of stuff. So it's stuff you just gotta kinda Almost take with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, I mean, I like to think of it this way. If they went and tried to do what I just did, it would have been 10 times yeah. worse. So it's yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of funny. I mean, most of the people that do that too are the kind of people that are sitting down in their basement and they got Cheeto dust on their fingers and <laughs> that off so they can type the message they're out. They're sitting there. in
0: their mom's basement.
1: Exactly. So it's yeah, it's stuff you got to take with a grain of salt. But I think um, with some younger kids, it can definitely uh, hit them pretty hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think when you're 16, 17, at the start of the league, it's that's when it's kind of the worst. I mean, um, I obviously here we have Matthew Schaefer, who went first overall in the OHL draft, and is an unbelievable defenseman. And I, I think he was getting pretty hard on himself there because he wasn't happy with how he was playing. But I mean, you look at it; the kid's 16, he's an unbelievable defenseman, and he yeah. um, night in, night out shows that. So I mean, it's you're gonna get you're gonna be hard on yourself, but you gotta try to kind of make yourself be kind of the hardest critic. Um, and if you're going to let those other people get to you, it's going to be a long career at the end of the day. I mean, there's always going to be somebody that says you suck. Um, you're never going to have everybody there. That's going to be your number one fan. So I think it's, uh, it's just trying to kind of forget about it, push, move on. Um, I know at world juniors, I kind of grabbed my whole folder of social media apps and threw them to the back of my phone and forgot yeah. about them for the week, couple of weeks that I was there. Um, once I stopped playing there and they kind of started to roll in the other goalie, it made it pretty easy to go on social media because I wouldn't have to worry about it if he played bad. I mean, it wasn't me, right? So I, <laughs> you didn't, I didn't hear too much after that game. Um, but no, I mean, it's it, it's not the end of the world. I mean, I think because of me getting lit up after World Juniors, I got verified on Instagram. So, I mean. It uh, it helped me out a little bit. So, I mean, there's, there's little, there's benefits to it as well. I mean, you gotta, you gotta learn how to deal with that stuff. I mean, uh, you're going to face like bullies, I guess, in life. And you're going to have people saying stuff. You just got to kind of move on past it and just try to be stronger than them.
0: Yeah, you know, the, the people that oftentimes say that kind of stuff are, are the people that will never say that to your face. they got to hide behind yeah. the screens, right? And, you know, and, and another perfect example of that, you know, a World Junior teammate that you had, Connor Bedard, like, he, he's a perfect example. Like, he's been in the media. He understands. Like, I can't imagine the amount of hate that kid's gotten, like, you know, constantly being in the news. Oh. And it just – I feel like that's, that's also, like, a really different – piece, I guess, as far as like NCAA and, and Canadian junior, you guys are so used to this, you know, whether it's good, bad, you guys are always, yeah. you know, in the headlines, like college. I mean, no one, you play once a week and, you know, by
1: the next week, it's like everyone forgets about it. Right. Exactly. No, hundred percent. I mean, we can have three games in a weekend. Um, yeah. Four games in a week, even five sometimes. I mean, we just came off of something. I think it was like 10 games in seven days or something. Like it was yeah, or not seven insane. days, sorry. It was seven games, ten days. That's what it was. Um and it was like it's it's insane, right? So I mean there's days like there's weeks like that, and then there's weeks too, where I mean you play two games. So it kind of goes goes around. But I mean, yeah, um, people definitely don't forget here. I mean, it's uh especially in Erie, it's a like, it's a great hockey town here and we have a lot of fun and we got great fans, and it was the same in Sarnia. So I mean, I've been pretty lucky with uh where I've landed in junior hockey. I mean, um At the end of the day, like I said, too, there's also some amazing fans where you could go out there and let in 20 goals and they'd still tell you you're the best goalie in the world. So, yeah, I mean, there's both sides of it, right? And those people will be there um, through thick and thin, which is always nice as well.
0: Yeah, you know, you bring up your time in Sarnia as well, and that kind of leads into my next question, which, you know, towards the tail end of 2023, um, traded to Erie from Sarnia. Um, You know, what was that transition like? Obviously, you had an unbelievable career in Sarnia. Um, you know, everyone there loved you. Um, you know, how, how have you gotten acclimated to uh, life in Erie and, and what was that transition like for
1: you? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely weird at first. Um, you never really know what's going to happen once you're an overager. And, um, we had pretty good idea that they might try to move me. Um, but the talks that I had with them didn't seem like it was going to be that quickly. Yeah. Um, so it, it was definitely a little bit of a surprise, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, um, uh, Erie's organization is just top notch. Like we, uh, our owner here, Jim Waters is an unbelievable guy. Um, he really takes, makes it his goal to treat us like gold. So it's, uh, it's pretty awesome being here. I mean, we get, they, they treat us, like I said, unbelievable. We get what we want. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, uh, it's truly a first class organization. So the moves in pretty smooth. I mean, I got lucky, um, my billets here have been amazing too. Um, I've been pretty lucky with that in my career, and from one good yeah. billet to another, so it's it's pretty awesome. Um, I mean, uh, the city of Erie, I'll be honest, is pretty much just like Sarnia, just a little bigger uh, with a better mall. So there's nothing wrong with that. That's nice, and there I you go. on clothes in Pennsylvania too. So I mean, there's nothing yeah. <laughs> wrong with that either. Um, but no, it's it's been a lot of fun here. Uh, it's a good group of guys, uh, good billets, good team-oriented stuff. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun to be here. I mean, uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, and
0: and talking about, you know, your new teammates, just to to name a couple, you know, you mentioned uh, Schaefer, you got Malcolm Spence as well, who's, you know, he's probably going to be a top 10 pick next year uh, in the NHL draft. What is it like playing? Obviously, they're younger. Um, What's it like being able to play, you know, behind those guys and see what they do on a nightly basis? I mean, being young kids, I mean, they're incredibly talented playing in the OHL. What's it like playing with those guys?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, um, gotten pretty close, especially with Shafe's. Um, yeah. I mean, I think he had a lot of the same stuff that I kind of went through. Um, so I mean, he's been able to kind of relay that stuff off of me and I knew him and Malcolm a little bit before I got here. So, um, I mean, I sit beside Malcolm in the room and across from Carrie to Terrence. So, I mean, we got those two yeah. guys who are like a married couple, which is pretty right. funny. <laughs> but no, there's, there's some unbelievable skill on this team, and it's uh, it's quite fun to watch. I mean, when you can see a guy like Malcolm go flying down the wing or Kerry go flying down the wing and make their team's goalie, it just looks stupid. It's not even his yeah. fault. Like, it could be you could have some of the best goalies in the world in there, and they still just find a way to put the puck in the net, and it's uh, it's pretty special. I mean, the passing plays that they can do. Um, You look at some of those guys, and you can just see the NHL skill written all over them. I mean, Another one that gets kind of forgotten, I think, a little bit is Femis, too. Um, yep. his, yeah, yeah. Uh, second overall pick, and this guy yeah. is—he's unbelievable. I yeah, mean, I forgot it, but yeah. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to win a draw, you put him out there. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the best in the league at it, and he shows continuously as well. And I mean, uh, another guy I knew before I got here too. So uh, he's my roommate on the road as well. So we have some pretty good times. And uh, but yeah, I mean, you can, I can go on and on about who's yeah. who's unbelievable on this team. There's so much skill and. Uh, talent, but uh, yeah, I mean, if they, if they continue, I mean, it's going to be pretty awesome to see what they can do in the future.
0: Yeah. You know, you mentioned you were one of the older guys, like especially having these young guys come in who are obviously incredibly talented, but you know, not all of the game is, is on the ice, right? Like there's yeah. a lot of mental things that go on off the ice. You know, it's a new situation for a lot of these guys, you being one of the older guys, like what's, what's usually one of your biggest pieces of, of advice to these guys um, just as far as like kind of transitioning to this new life, um, obviously Canadian junior is some of the best hockey in, on the planet. Right. And, um, like, what's your piece of advice to these kids that come in?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you can go out there and have a bad shift or let a bad goal in. You got to find a way to bounce back. Um, cause the game doesn't stop moving. It's right. like you sit there and kind of rethink your decisions. And yeah. I mean... You can't go back and change what's happened. So you just got to keep on pushing, try to stay as positive as possible. I mean, um, if you can do that, I mean, I think good things happen. I think um, the biggest thing is this: 90% of the guys in this league, if not more, well, probably 99% of the guys in the league belong to be here off of skill alone. Um, that mental edge, I mean, is what's going to give you that next level. Um, I mean, you can attest to it, I'm sure. I mean, I've seen so many guys that have the skill um, and they just don't make it because they just can't. Yeah, over the fact that they had a bad shift or something like that. So, I mean, it's, it's the one thing I try to push on them. And I mean, at the same time, you got to be a good guy. I mean, um, when you talk about like junior hockey, I mean, you got some kids that are pretty young and immature and they got to mature fast. And um, you don't, you don't want to be out here being the guy that leaves his stall messy or goes to the kitchen and leaves that messy. So, I mean, I think it's something that uh, I try to kind of preach that as well. I mean, it's not all about being a great hockey player at the end of the day. You want to, You want to make those relationships because at the end of the day, those might be more important down the road. And those might be what kind of gets you your job or gets you uh, within the league and gets you that kind of boost.
0: Yeah. And, you know, even you mentioned earlier too, another big piece of growing up, right, is, you know, being a part of a billet family. Um, I've talked to I mean, man, we're 33 episodes into this thing and and most of them have been junior guys or, you know, national development guys who kind of go into new families and stuff. Um, man, talk to us about your time with your billet families. Like, have you at, overall had a good experience? Like I've heard a couple where it's like complete nightmare, like, and, yeah. and you never want to hear that kind of stuff. Cause it just makes it that much more difficult to adjust. How has yeah. your experience been with, uh, you know, the billet families you've had?
1: No, it's been awesome. I mean, my billets in Sarnia, um, they had a son who was, I guess he'd be like Schaefer's age. So a couple years younger than yeah. me. right? Um, so he was a lot of fun to joke around with. We'd be going at it with each other all the time. And, um, they were just an unbelievable family. I mean, we go golfing together, all that kind of stuff. Um, take, a, we'd go out on the boat, uh, to pick them up in the summer there when it was, when it was warm enough. I mean, obviously you ain't yeah. doing that in January or, right. <laughs> <I don't laughs> like that, but, um, no, they were an unbelievable uh, family there. And then I come here, um and it's just a husband and wife here, um, and the dog, can't forget the dog, they got a pit bull here, which is awesome. There you go. It's a lot of fun here, we, uh, they're really, really easy-going people, um, they made me feel at home within five minutes of being here, so it's, it's pretty awesome, and I got a pretty good setup here too, I got an awesome room, I mean, the house is awesome, built on makes probably some of the best food I've ever had in my life too, so. That always helps, some man. Weight up too, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's a, it's an awesome family here, and I've been I've been very lucky. I mean, is the best way to say it. Throughout the OHL career, with who uh, who they who I've gotten with billets. I mean, my billets drove me up to uh, to Sarnia there because I'm out right now with a little bit of an injury. So I was able to yep. come, drove me up to Sarnia for my uh, little night there that I had and um, dropped me off to my parents and um, they stayed for the billet or for the ceremony and everything too. So they got to meet um, my old billets too. So it was it was pretty cool. I mean. I'll be able to do that and uh, have that kind of memory will be something that I'll remember for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah, man. Talk, talk to us about that night. Cause even I got to watch a little bit, it was street. I got to watch a stream a little bit. I got to see the ceremony. Um, Your dad posted the whole thing, which was awesome. I got to see the whole thing on, on Facebook. Um, You know, talk to us about that, your return, man, like the emotions you must've been feeling like, what was that night? Like, Um, you know, just an incredible, it just goes to show how well, you know, how loved you were there and, um, you know, take us through the emotions of, of that night.
1: No, it was awesome. I mean, it was something that I've been looking forward to for a long time. So, uh, to have the chance to go back and do that was pretty awesome. Um, it was definitely scary going out there and having to do the, the speech. Um, when yeah. you're out there, I mean, you never, like, especially my rookie year, um, we saw the guys do speeches and stuff like that, but my rookie year, we weren't that good of a team. There was maybe 2000 people in the crowd. Um, over my time there, we've, really grown into a great team and the fan base has really come around that team so even though they're i don't even know if they're in a i don't think they're in the playoff spot right now but they still basically sell out that rank every day so i mean uh we got there's almost five thousand people there and it was uh (laughs) i at the same time i couldn't even take the moment in really but it was it was pretty awesome i mean it was a lot of fun and um after once when i went up to go and see everybody it was uh it was pretty awesome to do that too. I mean, just just their love and respect from them it was pretty awesome to see, and uh, it was definitely an honor uh, to be out there doing that. I mean, it's definitely something cool, and like I said, it's something I won't forget for sure. Um, it's something that I'll remember for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah, man, it was it was incredible to see. I was I was so happy for you, and obviously, well deserving. Um, you know, kind of to transition a little bit, like we've had a few conversations, you know, before this trying to set something up. Super normal guy. I think goalies sometimes get a bad rap of being, you know, these just bizarre, just like out of this world. Um, you know, do you have any odd like pregame um things that you know, pre-game, I guess, rituals or whatever that you that you do to kind of prepare for games? Like, like I said, man, like we see like guys like Devin Levi. Obviously, they have yeah. their, you know, their things that they do you know, a, a guy like Jordan Bennington, who's just a complete yep. hothead, like, <laughs> really, you know, like, do you have any odd, like pregame rituals that you do or, or even not, throughout the game?
1: Yeah, not too many, to be honest. I think the only one that I'd say is considered weird because my billet mom saw me doing it and she goes, that's weird. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's weird. <laughs> uh it was like the DUI test. I'll like kind of like, just so I can see oh. like get my eyes going. Um, but that's what she calls a DUI test. So now it's <laughs> kind of how I'm calling it, but it's, uh, yeah, I do that just to get my eyes kind of warmed up and get them going. But other than that, I mean, I mean, I've been told by lots of guys to, I'm the most normal goalie they've ever met. Yeah, so, dude, um, hundred <laughs> percent. I am mean, I know some that are weird and there's no denying that I can't stick up for all of them. Right. Um. I always tease my goalie partner in Sarnia. I was like, you know, you're the reason we're called weird, right? Like that's, that's totally on you. But uh, no, I mean, there's, there's some guys <laughs> that definitely do some weird things, but I try to keep it pretty normal. I mean, um, I also don't like to overcomplicate myself before a game. I mean, you got enough going on. The last thing you want to do is confuse yourself with your rituals. Right. So,
0: yeah. So, I you know, I was going through your elite prospects and all, all that, obviously reading all these stories. Um, I want to talk about the the world juniors. Um, you had brought it up earlier, you know, the the death threats and whatnot. Um you know, you got to play with some unbelievable guys on that roster. I mean, I was looking up and down that roster and even to just name a couple, like I'm missing so many guys, but Bedsy, Fantilli, Korchinski, Wright, Brant Clark, like those just guys playing in the NHL right now. Um, You know, just to name a few, what was it like, you know, playing with those guys? And, and obviously you guys won gold and, um, you know, what was it, what was it like watching those guys do what they do? I mean, they're some of the best players on the planet right now.
1: No, it's awesome. I mean, I played with them a couple of times there. I've I've been lucky for that. Um, Some of them I've played with since U 17s to U 18s to the U 20s there. So, I mean, I've I've had my fair share of getting to play with those guys and getting to know a lot of them. Um, Shainer and I have played together probably since we were like 13, 14, to be honest. Um, So I've got to really know him pretty well and his family. Uh, We're still pretty close with them. I know my mom talks to his mom quite a bit. So um, you get to make those lasting relationships, which is honestly – it's honestly better than getting to play with those guys on the ice. And, I mean, you may be looking at me like, what the heck, you get to watch that. But those moments are are awesome. Um, But getting to know those guys personally and know how good of guys they are is pretty special too. I mean – I think the one big one that everybody keeps talking to me about is like when Bedard went like end end at U18s and then did his backhand like bar down. From the <laughs> top, of the And it was ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, he's also the best guy in the world, right? He's, he's I an agree. unreal guy. Um, he's a quiet guy. He's, you wouldn't expect it. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, he's probably been t- being told since he was five years old that he's the best player in the world. So right, I mean, dude. he's, he keeps it. He's very humble. Um, and he's, he's an awesome guy. And I mean, that's kind of how they all are to be honest. I mean, um one of my best friends who i still talk to is wyatt johnston um who's playing in dallas and he's doing unbelievably so uh but again just like the nicest guy in the world i mean um he had family he has family up in north bay where i'm from so he was up there this summer and he had a fishing trip planned with his family and he uh he offered for me to go out on it too and all that kind of stuff i mean I, I was busy that day, and to be honest, I was kind of thankful because it was like a 6 a.m., like, get on the boat, oh, so it would have been a tough one to wake up for, but, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: uh, I mean, the thought was there, right? I mean, he's, yeah. he's out there inviting me to go do stuff with his family. So, I mean, it's 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 been lucky. I've been very lucky over the last couple of years of who I've met and who I've got to play with, and um, the same as when I go to, like, the NHL camps. I mean, you get to meet those guys and have sit-down conversations with those guys. Yeah. It's pretty special. Um, it's It's pretty cool you know
0: it's funny you bring up you know a guy like Shane and I feel like you know I feel like we don't always get the full story right I feel like a lot of people have kind of made up their own narrative about him um and obviously you mentioned taking things with a grain of salt and I kind of do the same like what kind what kind of guy is Shane like obviously the night he got drafted you know there was that whole thing he was staring down the And I, and he even came out and was like, no, I literally was just like looking out in the crowd. Like, you know, what, what kind of guy you mentioned, you were close with him. Like what kind of guy is he? And, and obviously I just feel like the narrative out there isn't, isn't true at all. Like who he is as a person. I mean, he's been, he's been given a letter pretty much everywhere he's gone. Right. He's been the captain.
1: And and there's a reason for that. Like you've said, like, I mean um, I think like, to me, he's always been the best guy. Like he, he's the guy that right away, he'll be like, Hey Benny, how's it going? And come up and give me a hug. Like he, um, and, uh, like he's an awesome guy. He really is. Um, like, like I said, I mean, I think the media can find a way to twist and turn things and that's kind of their job at the end of the day. So you can't even really be mad at them. They want to right. make a story and they want something that people are going to yeah. be interested in. So it's, it's what they do. I mean, it's not always fair. Um, I don't think, but, um, yeah, a guy like Shannon is an unreal guy. He's the kind of guy that would do anything for his teammates, anything to win. Um, mm-hmm. He's accepted roles where he's been, and I mean, I think he, he works to the best visibility of what he can do. I mean, um, he's taken a lot of hate over the last probably two years or so, and yeah. uh, which I don't think is fair at all. Um, he's an unbelievable player, unbelievable person, comes from an unbelievable family. Uh, so it's it's something that uh, it sucks to see. Um but I think he, he's pretty good at putting it to the side. Um, yeah. I mean, he's been in the light since he was like 10. Again, another guy like that. so Similar to Bedsy, man. Yeah, like exactly. Same thing. exactly. So he's been able to kind of push that to the side and just focus on what's the task at hand. I think he's done a great job at that. And I'm sure he'll be playing full-time NHL or putting up points in no time. I mean, he's a great guy. He deserves it. He works his bag off too. So, I mean, yeah. he'll be coming soon. Yeah.
0: And going back, you know, even to, you know, the your U18 year, um, uh, man, you un, unreal tournament that year yeah. for you. Um, 220 goals against average, which was best in the world, juniors, right? Bet you you won best goalie, save percentage 919. Um, and most importantly, you won gold, um, which was unreal run. Uh, talk to us about that team, little little bit different. You had a couple different guys on there, Mason McTavish was on that team. Um, and then again, you mentioned Wyatt Johnson, Brant Clark. Uh Bad z again. What what was that that run like? Because you I mean you stood on your head, man, like unbelievable tournament. What was yeah. that tournament like?
1: That was unbelievable. We had a team, um, I mean, my stats are a tribute to that team. Um, we were head and heels over almost everybody except for Russia, where we played them in the yeah. finals, and that was a pretty close game. But uh no, it was unbelievable. I mean, that's where I met a lot of those guys. Uh, I mean, I played with a lot of them before that too. Um Got pretty close with Mason McDavish there. So I mean, when I was in San Jose, we'd always play at Anaheim at the prospect tournament. So we'd always say yeah. hi to each other there and all that. But um, no, that team was unbelievable too. I mean, there's like Olin Zellweger was there too. I mean, another great defenseman. Oh, he's Grant, yeah, like, he's awesome too. He just scored his first NHL goal the other day. So yeah. It was it was an unbelievable tournament. Uh we had a really good group of guys there, which they came close, like we we were really close to day one. Like it was it was unbelievable um how close we were there. So that tournament was a lot of fun, um, and because of COVID too, I got my own room because I didn't want goalies getting sick. So I had my own room, king size bed, big flat screen TV. I couldn't have asked for a better oh, you're life. Living was, the life, man. Yeah, they'd bring you your meal right to your front door. It was, it was <laughs> unbelievable. You're uh, like, man,
0: I might never leave here. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, like I said, a good group of guys, good coaching staff, um, uh, good like staff overall. I mean, it was the same as world juniors, uh, with that kind of regard, we got some unbelievable guys, different guys, but unbelievable guys. And it was a lot of fun. And, um, again, uh, lasting relationships for sure. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I, and kind of to transition again, a little bit, I I was looking up different scouting reports on you and and see what people had to say about you. And the, the most consistent thing that I saw about your game, you know, quick, incredibly athletic goaltender, um I, i'm curious in your own eyes like what you what your biggest strengths are um you know in your eyes and what are some areas that you've kind of been focused on
1: improving um throughout your game yeah i know 100 i think i mean i was pretty lucky to deal with tampa this year uh where they kind of gave me some stuff to work on um so like the biggest thing i think is body positioning that i'm trying to continue to work on it's something that when you're a kid, you don't really hear too much about, well, when I was anyways, now they put more emphasis on it. Um, so I guess I was too, I'm too old to learn that when I was young, but right. um, I mean, I think that's the one thing that I've really kind of dialed in on and tried to perfect that. Um, but I think when it comes to uh, like what I'm good at, I think I'd love to talk to them about just being good at stopping a puck. Um, it's the one natural thing that I can kind of do if I'm in the right spot and set, I'm most likely making that save unless I somehow can't see it so it's something that uh yeah i've been lucky and kind of gifted with i want to say to be honest um i mean lots of repetition obviously but um i think that's kind of the one natural thing that i've really been good at and i've had to work on over the over the last little bit is that um but i think it's yeah i mean i think those are two things that uh i'd say kind of are hand in hand too so i mean if i can continue to improve that body position and then the making the saves becomes easier. Right. So it's, uh, yeah. it's two things that go hand in hand. And, um, if I can keep continuing that, I mean, it'll be pretty, it'll be pretty awesome. And hopefully I can be successful with that.
0: Are there any guys, um, you know, playing in the league now that you kind of see a little bit of yourself in or, you know, um, guys that are playing now that you try to emulate your game after?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, again, I mean, throwing it back to Tampa, I was able to kind of, look at the way they structure their goaltenders and stuff like that. So it was cool. I mean, obviously I'm not Vasilevsky. I'm not six, five, six, six. I'm not going right. to be, that. I can't be that guy. Just it's impossible. But, um, yeah, I mean, I try to try to throw it back to a couple guys. I mean, um, there's somebody that, oh yeah. Like, well, the one, the best, the best kind of like thing that I, like my agent said to me is you are kind of like grant fear. He goes, your numbers might not be the best, but you get the job done. <laughs> and that's kind of how it's been. Um, for most of my life, I've never been the guy that gets the nine twenty-five save percentage with a right. two point one goals against everything anything special like that. But um, I've been a guy that gets the wins, and that's—I right. uh, might not have his play style. Hopefully, <laughs> um, I think it's a little outdated now. I mean, he was a great goalie then, but uh, it'd be tough now to kind of get away with that style. But I mean, <laughs> I think guys like that. I mean, I've been I, I, the one comparison I had was Marc Andre Fleury, which I thought was really cool. Um, cause that's somebody that, I mean, you look at him, he's pretty good comparison. Yeah. yeah. he's pretty awesome. So, I mean, for somebody to say that was pretty cool. I mean, we're about the same size, so that's somebody I could try to emulate, emulate as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool to kind of bounce around a couple ideas. I mean, I like to take stuff from different guys and throw them in and, um, like watching like a guy like Thatcher Demko. Um, the way he skates and moves yeah. is it's extraordinary to be honest. Having an unbelievable season this year, too. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, you if you really dial in on how, how he performs, it's it's pretty special, it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, man, I want to talk to you about, about draft day because I always love hearing, you know, the different stories about and and it's usually always the same reaction, right? Like yeah. just unbelievably just um crazy moments for, you know, for all you guys that get drafted, but, um, you know, you're selected in the third round, fourth goaltender taken, which is crazy. Like that's, you're the best of the best at that point. Right. Sebastian Kosa, Walstead and Kolasov, um, go in front of you, which I mean, those are all four of you are, you know, ton of potential. Um, you know, talk to us about what you remember from that day, you know, and, and celebrating with your family, friends, um, you know what what it was what you were feeling when you heard uh heard your name called
1: yeah i mean it was it was a stressful day i um i think my latest ranking was 62 and i went 82 i believe so i fell 20 from my latest ranking so after i kind of got out of that 62 i started stressing a little bit i won't lie like it's you start seeing that you're yeah. like oh Christ, like what's going on here i'm falling real down the chart so i kept on going so when i got drafted um it was funny because i think there was a youtube video after where I was doing an interview. and They're like, he's so calm, like poised, ready to go. This is exactly what you need. And I was sitting there. Going. And the reason I was so calm is I was like, this is finally over. Thank God. Right. <laughs> it was one of those days where it was just, it kept going. It kept going. Yeah. And like, Holy smokes. Like I'm not getting drafted. And you start overthinking it and all that. So it was, it was a relief once I got drafted more than anything, to be honest. Um, it was like, "Oh, I'm finally done with this. I don't have yeah. to worry about it anymore. Um, so it was, it was pretty awesome to have that day though. Uh, I had lots of family and friends over, even though technically really wasn't supposed to, because it was right during COVID. Right. Uh, But no, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And um, I'm definitely happy. I don't have to sit in that anymore. I can promise you that. But um, the moment definitely won't be forgotten.
0: You know, and and were there any teams that you kind of, you ultimately went to San Jose, you got traded. Like, were were there any teams that you like seriously thought like, oh, like I'm going here, like, you know, were there any teams that gave you like serious hope that, you know, like if you're there when we're picking, like we're taking you?
1: Yeah, there's so there's a couple teams that texted my agent and goalie coach in Sarnia at the time. Um, the two of them, and they both said we will take him if he's here. And it was a second round pick, so I'm like, okay, that's perfect. So we get there, and I'm like ready to go. I'm like ready to jump out and be all excited. <laughs> and then they take somebody else, and then they take somebody else, and it was like, yeah. what's going on? And the yeah. one had three picks in the second round. I think it was something like that, so I thought, okay, 100, I'm going here. Like, they got three picks, like they'll have a, they'll save a right. pick for sure. And all three picks, they pick somebody else. So it was, <laughs> it was definitely one of those ones where you're like, what the heck's going on? So that was another one where it was like, did they hear something bad? Did I do something? I'm like trying to think of like something that I did, and I'm like, nope, I didn't do anything. So what, what's going on here?
0: Yeah, you're like thinking uh, back to like freaking elementary school. You're like, oh, I, I don't think I did anything.
1: <laughs> exactly so it was something that I was a little it was stressful but i mean yeah um i definitely didn't think i was going to san jose um which i was happy to go there uh their management when i got drafted was unbelievable um they were really good guys the wilson's um they've continued to contact me and um i mean i've heard even now they've said nice things about me now so it's pretty awesome to have that yeah um and then uh marchment who was there who passed away um yeah. he was he was an unbelievable guy uh he was probably the re- one of the reasons i got drafted there he was very in my corner um i remember at camp he'd always come up to me and talk to me and <laughs> talk about fishing because he's up he was from up north a little bit too so we'd always yeah. talk fishing and stuff so uh there's guys like that who made it very enjoyable um and it was a lot of fun to be there with them
0: yeah man you mentioned he passed away or that's so sad man because it- Everyone had nothing but great things to say about yeah. him, obviously. Mason's still playing in the league, just yeah. incredibly sad. Um, You know, through, throughout your draft process, it was a little bit unorthodox. Did you – any, like, odd questions asked to you by GMs or, you know, scouts or whatever? You know, you hear these stories about comparisons of, like, animals and, yeah. and all sorts of, like, weird shit, whatever. But uh, did you have any, like, bizarre questions asked to you?
1: I had that animal one. Um I forget what I said. What what would you, what animal would you compare yourself to on and off the ice? So it was very like off the ice. I'm like thinking, I'm like, what the heck? But then I was like on the ice. You want to kind of be like that mean, like tough. Yeah. So I'm like, holy Christ! So I'm like running things through my head, trying to. Like, this. <laughs> but uh, other than that, to be honest, there wasn't too many. Um, there was one weird call um, with a team where they had us fill out. Um, the questionnaire and it was like they made us do it on zoom and there was another guy that i was doing it with and i kind of knew him kind of didn't because he played for uh north bay who was in like where's my hometown so i got right. to know a few guys off of that team so the two of us were sitting on there and we both were kind of like because like it was like we both had to like click the answer so that the next thing like, it could move on but we didn't want to like, you didn't want to seem stupid. So you're trying to get the answer done. And like, after the call, I guess he texted like my buddy that I was really close with on North Bay and goes, Benny was going so freaking fast. I felt like idiot, Like,
0: <laughs> I was going fast.
1: I thought he was going fast. So right. it, was, it was pretty funny. Like, but it was, it was definitely like a weird uh, circumstance for sure. Yeah, man. I, I always love
0: hearing those stories. Like, man, so, a lot of the people that I've had on, like they always bring up the, uh, I can't remember who it was uh, for, De- I think it was Detroit or Tampa when Stevie Y was there and asking him about smoking pot or whatever. Yeah,
1: I heard he was pretty aggressive. Uh, I right can't now. even I remember who. That. But um, <laughs> I mean, there's teams that asked about it, but nobody grilled me like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think of my Detroit interview. My I, or I think it was my LA interview it was real like intimidating because they had like their entire staff on there. So it was like me and twenty staff members, and it was like I'm sitting on like, staring at you. Well, I had to change my because like you got the Zoom screen right, and you can have all these yeah. different pictures if you want, or you can slim it down to like just yourself. So I slimmed it down just to myself. So I was looking at myself the whole time because <laughs> I was like, I'm like, there's no way I can do this looking at twenty people. Like it Dude, was I'd, just crazy. I'd be, yeah, my brain would be all over the place.
0: Um but you know I wanted to bring up development camp because obviously you've had the opportunity to go to you know a couple at this point um you know especially this past development camp this past summer you lit it up man like I was I was following the socials for Tampa and you know it's Ben Goudreau making unbelievable save here um so you know you're kind of a seasoned vet at this point right and uh I want to know, like, what are your biggest takeaways as far as, like, on-ice stuff and especially, like, off-the-ice stuff? Because I know guys yeah. are fun. Um, you know, you guys get a lot of information as far as, like, diet, nutrition. Yeah. Um, You know, you get talked to by veterans and, you know, past players. Like, what, what are your biggest takeaways for stuff both on and off the ice?
1: Yeah, I think – I mean, I'll be honest, Tampa, I mean, there's a reason they're a good team year in, year out. I mean, when we went in there – um, the guy one of their strength coaches goes what do you do for warm-up like pre-game up?" and i showed him a couple things and he goes okay go do a lunge for me and i do i do the lunge and he goes okay now try this and like rearranges how i'm doing my lunge completely changes the lunge i can barely stand up
0: <laughs> or it was
1: like there's little things like that where them just showing you different exercises and stuff and how you're doing stuff wrong where you thought you were doing it right your whole life um it was pretty cool to be honest i mean all that yeah. little stuff but same timing mean, um the guys there were just unbelievable. The one day, um like my roommate, uh Lucas Hano and then an other guy from North Bay actually, uh Lucas Edmonds and I, okay. we all went out and rented sedues and we were out there ripping around. But we rented them from uh Chernak's buddy. Um and Chernak pulled up, remembered all our names. Um That's the next day I was sitting on the bench and he goes, uh he goes, hey, Benny, how'd you like those uh, skis? And I was like, oh, they were awesome. Like, they were a lot of fun. And I was talking to him about his, because he pulled up on his. And I was like, that's pretty sick. Hey, that's a top yeah, so talk about all that. And he goes, yeah. But my favorite part about it, though, is I, uh, I like the color, because it matches my G-Wagon. And it was like, it was just one of those things. Yeah, that was like, such a... <laughs> it was like, you're so rich, man. <laughs> like, yeah, like... like you're like, you're just like, really <laughs> oh. But it was... uh No, he was, so it was just an unre- unreal guy. And I mean, when you see something like that, where a guy like that can remember your name the next day... Yeah. It shows you how good of a good of people they are. And I mean, uh, Hedman came up to me, was talking to me, knew exactly where I played in Sarnia. Um, that's so sick, Ampo, dude. same thing. I mean, it was pretty cool to be able to do that. So they, uh, they were great guys there. Um, getting to play with them, I forget who it was. I want to say it was Tyler Mott came up to me, and we were in the middle of a scrimmage, and he goes, I don't know how old you are. I, like, I don't, I don't really know who you are. I'm going to be honest, but. You're playing hella good. Like, keep it up, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty sick. funny, and it was it was pretty awesome. I mean, uh was great guys like that that just they uh, they make it fun to go to the rink, right? So it's yeah, guys like that. I mean, I was getting to practice with the number one power play unit for them too, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, I'm playing rebound against some of them. I I yeah. play them in a game of rebound, and I don't think I'll ever let that go down. That was probably the coolest moment of my life. Um, right, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just I think. Like I said, I mean, just getting to know those guys and how nice of guys they were off the ice is definitely something. I mean, if if Stephen Stamkos, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, can be nice to you, you can be nice to somebody. Like, it's Absolutely, not that hard. So, um, I think just seeing how good of guys they were and how, like I said earlier about cleaning up your mess. I mean, they didn't leave their plates and dishes after a team meal. They would they'd make sure they grabbed their dishes through them where they were supposed to go and all that. So it's uh, it's pretty cool to see that.
0: I think that's the beauty of of hockey, though, man. Like, even it doesn't matter how much money you make, how successful yeah. you've been in the league. I just feel like the vast majority of guys you meet are just normal guys. Like, they just 100%. want to be treated like normal human beings. You know, they're respectful. They're just stand up guys. You you very rarely see guys like just being complete douches. Like, I I, I don't think I've heard. Very rarely have I heard a story about guy just being complete ass like yeah. so it's very similar to what you say just stand up guys
1: humble just normal yeah. guys no it makes it way more fun to go to the rink when you're around those guys too i mean a lot of those kind of douchebag guys get cut out pretty early because yeah he you know, wants to put up with them so it's whether it's organization or teammates nobody's trying to put up with that every day when they go to the rink i mean same as when you're going to a regular job you don't want to have to go and deal with somebody every day right? annoying the heck out of you. So it's something that uh, I think in the hockey world, you, you just can't do that. I mean, you might be able to get away with it in the job world because you're, you're the only person that's classified to do that or they're short staff. But I mean, in hockey, there's always somebody that can replace you. So it's, it's not too hard to replace you if you're being, uh, if you're acting like that.
0: Now, have you gotten the chance to speak with uh, like Vasilevsky? Like, has he given you any pointers at all? Like, are there any guys in the NHL that kind of, that are playing in the, in the show right now that kind of, um, that are kind of like mentors to you that you, that kind of help you
1: out along the way. Yeah. I mean, um, I didn't really talk to Vasilevsky much. I got to watch him a lot, um, played against him in one of the scrimmages, which was unbelievable. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's pretty cool to do, um, like all that kind of stuff. The one guy I really talked to in San Jose was James Reimer, which was really cool. Cause growing up, he was one of my favorite Journeymen. Yeah. Oh, exactly. So, I mean, he, he ran me through a lot of stuff. He was awesome. Um, Another guy that reached out to me while I was at World Juniors was Hutchinson. Um, yep. Unbelievable guy. I mean, he took time out of his day to send me a huge message. Um, it was right after the game where I kind of got lit up, and he was kind of saying, you know what, like, keep doing your thing. Like, you got this, uh, all that kind of stuff. And then um, my agent actually um, got Cujo to reach out to me, so that was pretty cool as No well. way, dude. Well, that, was, that was a really That's cool so one. That's No, exactly. So having those guys, um, has been real cool. And I did my draft interview with, uh, for Florida with Roberto Luongo. Um, so that was a cool one as well to be able to kind of talk to him about some stuff and, um, was able to send him a text when he got put in the hall of fame, which was probably the coolest thing I've been able to do in my life. So there's some pretty cool things like that, that I've been able to do and, uh, very fortunate.
0: Do you like? Do guys get like starstruck when they see like that? Those kind of guys. Like, obviously, you grow up and you like. You probably watched Roberto Luongo like do his oh, thing, yeah. right? Like, do do guys coming up like kind of get starstruck? Kind of like normal fans do.
1: I mean, I personally do. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, you. I think when you when you're seeing guys like that, I mean, it's pretty special. Um yeah. We had Pittsburgh's. Pittsburgh come and scout one of our games this year. And Jason Spezza gave us our pregame talk. And, I mean, when you got a guy like that in the room, that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah. Like, he's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. I saw him play when I was younger, too. I mean, I would have been I'm trying to think. Like, I would have been real young when I went to go see him play. I probably would have been, like, eight, nine years old, and I was in yeah. Ottawa seeing him play. So, I mean, it's it's pretty cool seeing stuff like that. And then uh, him being the guy that he, he is coming into our room and doing that. So, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, there's lots of guys in San Jose, too, like, Joe Thornton, um, that was a funny one too. I mean, Joe, I was, dude. Yeah, I was sitting there eating my meal, and he comes up to me, and he goes, "Hey, I'm Joe Thornton." Like, I like I didn't know who he like, was. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like nice to meet you, but you don't have to say that, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know who you are. Um, <laughs> That's so but sick. I mean, it's, but it's pretty cool seeing guys like that. I mean, uh, yeah, there's there's you can the list can go on and on. I mean, especially in Tampa, I mean, you got Headman, yeah. Torelli, um, Chernak, Kucherov, St- like it again the list just goes on and on and on there um and i mean even the coaching staff i mean seeing john cooper i mean that's pretty cool too um because he's you watch all the post-game post-game conferences and he's always i found been a very good speaker in that so to be able to listen to him talk and um kind of display stuff was it was really cool to be on the ice with him um there was one drill we were doing like a shootout and um I was I was begged by that point and I just kept battling and that and battling and he came up to me after he gave me a pad on the pads and goes like way to battle man that was awesome and that was pretty cool for me too I mean having yeah, like that, that so um, I mean there's stuff like that that just it's really cool and it sticks with you. You mentioned Kucherov, man.
0: He absolutely stole the all-star game this year. I was laughing oh, so yeah. hard dude. during that passing oh. drill. I was like, dude, like, have you gotten the opportunity to kind of see how he operates, like in the, oh, like, yeah. in the locker oh, room yeah. and throughout the um, facility?
1: He's a pretty quiet guy and he goes out, he does his stuff, and uh, his skill is just it's ridiculous. Like there, I think yeah. he is one of the most skilled guys in the league. Um, like it, it's dude. he's he's top three for sure. There's no question about it. His skill is, like, like there was a one drill he was doing on me, and he probably scored 90% of the shots. He'd just pick it up, come curl down, and score. And it was, like, I kept on adjusting. I kept on, like, what the heck am I doing You're wrong? But he was just putting it in the perfect spot every time. Um, and then there was another time we were doing a scrimmage, and he came down, skate like, barely even striding, just kind of, like, C-cutting, looking around does his backhand saucer pass, cross ice, right to Hedman's tape, and then Hedman one-touches it back door to Sorelli. I've never seen anything like it. I remember looking at the coach (laughs) going, like, what the heck just happened? And I was very happy to be on the bench for that one because I was like, oh, it was crazy. They
0: make it look so – like, he makes it look so easy. And what's so crazy about it is, like, even at this point in the NHL, like, what he's doing, I would still say he's underrated. Like, you don't don't hear a ton about – like, yeah yeah you don't hear his name like you hear the austin yeah. matthews you hear the you know at this point jack hughes Connor yeah. mcdavid dry like pasta you yeah. don't hear yeah. kucherov a whole hell of a lot which is crazy because he's uh, like i agree top probably top three in the nhl yeah
1: he's he like just getting to watch him day in day out i mean it was the skill is off the freaking charts like it's crazy um but it's, yeah, I mean, it's something that you watch and you're like, holy smokes, like, he is good. Yeah. Like, the stuff that he would do, just the way he'd sling the puck around was crazy. Like, his playmaking ability is crazy. His shot's crazy. He's he's just so good. Like, it's, yeah. you look at him and you're like, what what's bad about you, right? So it's, um, yeah, I mean, and you could say the same about that for multiple players, but, I mean, he's on a different level of it, so. Yeah. Uh, Man,
0: I got one more question for you, and, and, this is this kind of a newer thing that we do. And we've had a lot of like parents reach out and, you know, especially now that we have, you know, junior guys and college yeah. guys, they want to know, um, you know, as like what it took to get to the level that you're at, um, you know, for kids that are coming up in the game now, especially as a goaltender, um, they're interested in playing goalie. Um, what would be your biggest piece of advice to them if they ultimately want to play at, a, you know, a high level junior college um, you know, even high school for all, yeah. you know, for the normal, for the normal kid, like what would be your biggest um piece of advice as far as training on ice things, off the ice things that they can
1: do to really improve their game? I mean, I think you got to learn you got to educate yourself because you're going to have a lot of goalie coaches most likely. Um, And not everything a goalie coach says is right at the end of the day. And you got to take what works best for you. Cause I mean, like there could be a goalie coach that helped Vasilevsky get to the NHL, but he's good at coaching a guy like Vasilevsky. He might not be able to help me do what I need to do. So, I mean, you got to kind of learn a little bit on your own where you can educate yourself to what works best for you and try things out. And I mean, take everything and listen to everything. Don't, that doesn't mean ignore people. Um, There's no way to do, there's no reason to do that. But um, if you can kind of learn how to like, learn what helps you and learn what makes you a better goalie, that's what's going to help you the most. I mean, and I think, the number two thing, which I mean, probably tie for number one with that is you just got to work hard. I mean, you got to come into the rink every day and every day has got to be a work day. um If I would have known how hard working hard meant, because like it, when you're in minor hockey, you think you're working hard. You go out there, you sweat, you think you're working hard and you might be working hard. You might be, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> there's a different element of working hard at the next level. It's, it's working smart too. I mean, you got to be able to put effort in and also think about what you're doing you can't just go through the drill and be like save puck save puck save puck it's got to be right. okay hands here i eye, eye level here like stance here doing this doing that out here now and it's gotta you gotta be thinking like about everything and it's got that's that's working hard i think um it might not be taking three thousand reps and sweating until you're dead but it might be thinking about every decision and taking 10 shots you know what i mean so it's yeah it's about uh it's about working hard working smart and uh i think those those three things will really help you out
0: yeah man i awesome advice and and that's usually the you know the common denominator for all these for all you guys it's like just work hard you know work hard love the game watch the game take everything in um incredible advice man and and honestly i can't thank you enough for uh you know taking the time to come on the show and i'm i love seeing that you're having so much success and having an awesome season you and the boys and um you know, definitely let the family know I say hi and, you know, I love having, you know, having your pops on there. I get to, you know, follow all everything and it's (laughs) awesome. It's awesome, man. But again, I can't thank you enough um, for taking the time, dude. Awesome.
1: No, thank you very much for having me.
0: Awesome, man. That is Ben Goudreau of the Erie Otters goaltender, um, currently of the Tampa Bay Lightning um, prospect. Unbelievable interview. can't thank him enough. Um, that wraps up episode 33 of drop the mitts hockey podcast brought to you in partnership by primetime production. Um, hope you guys all have a great rest of the week and, uh, stay safe out there. Take care guys.